In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. The only time in my life that I ever had a real crisis of faith was actually shortly after I entered the seminary. We were reading St. Augustine's famous work on the Trinity, De Trinitate, and I was taking a three-hour credit class for an entire semester on the central mystery of our Christian religion, that God is one in three, one essence in three persons. The class was called De Deo Uno et Trino, the one and triune God. Now, all of that philosophical stuff about there being a God and there only being one God, well, all of that to me seemed pretty obvious. But as we traced the history of the dogma with Father Luis Ladaria, who is now the Cardinal Prefect of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, there was a point as I sat on the benches of the Gregorian University with one of our time's greatest theologians, and this thought entered my mind. This is all made up. How can we possibly know any of this is true? I didn't smell sulfur around me at the time. <laughs> I didn't see a little devil with horns and feel him tapping me on the shoulder. But suffice it to say, in the blink of an eye, I have never been so terrified in my life. I mean, you can't be a Christian at all and not believe that God is Father, Son, and Spirit. And you certainly can't be a priest of the Catholic Church and not profess the triune God. So in one instant, my entire life made absolutely no sense. The greatest theologians of all time all agree that the triune nature of God is a mystery that we can never explain, and that human nature could never come to the conclusion that God is one in three. Even if Plotinus, a Greek philosopher, came kinda sorta close-ish, and of course, every time the church defined as dogma a certain aspect of the theology of God, new questions arose that entailed a lot more drama and obligated much more definition. In fact, the entire first millennium of Christianity was a struggle to decipher what the revelation of Jesus baptized all nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit meant. He revealed God to be one name, singular, with three persons. But what does all that mean? I was at a complete loss as to what to do with myself at that point. My entire life seemed meaningless, and I wasn't sure what to do next. And so I did what any Catholic would do on reflex. I went to confession. 
And I will remember that encounter for the rest of my life, let me tell you. In the seminary chapel, I opened the door to the box, to the sin bin, knelt down, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been one week since my last confession, and I don't believe in the Trinity. For these and all my sins, I ask pardon, mercy, and absolution from you, Father. I mean, what else was I supposed to say? Silence from the other side of the screen. Was this how my faith was to end? In a dark box on a stifling, hot Roman fall day, just like that? Father Mauro Cozzoli said, A thousand questions do not equal one doubt. Doubt is a sin. Questions are not. So, of course, now I was really annoyed. Father, I don't have any questions about it. I think it's all bogus. How do we know any of this? And you know what his response was? His answer to my existential angsty crisis of faith? You do believe. You just don't know it yet. Say three Our Fathers and three Hail Marys and say your act of contrition now. Oh, and remember, the Trinity is not a riddle to be solved, but a mystery to be worshipped. Now, I am sure that I will spend eons in purgatory for kneeling in the chapel and saying those prayers with teeth grinding in anger. Who did this priest think he was anyway? I was dying here, and that's all he got? Well, the Lord is kind and merciful. As suddenly as this violent temptation against faith came, the clouds lifted, the sun came out, and I felt better. And as crazy as it sounds, I actually felt like a Christian again. My confession may have been incomplete, inconsistent, and incoherent. But God used the grace of the sacrament to restore my faith, and I never had such a moment again, thanks be to God. I was comforted to see that some of the greatest saints of our Catholic tradition, like St. Therese of Lisieux and Mother Teresa, were assailed with temptations against faith much more than I ever was. And I was strengthened by reading of the martyrs who gave their lives for the dogma of the Trinity. In 1252, St. Peter of Verona was attacked by some crazy Cathar heretics for this belief and had an axe struck into his skull. He is said to have dipped his finger in his own blood and written, Credo in unum Deum, as he recited the first article of the Apostles' Creed before he died. Now, I'm pretty sure if I had an axe in my skull, the first thing that I think of is not going to be Credo in unum Deum, I'll tell you that. So, but that's why he's a saint and I'm not. Last Sunday, as we gathered here for Mass at Prince of Peace, 
50 Catholics were gunned down in cold blood in Nigeria as they went to Pentecost Mass by Boko Haram, an Islamic insurgent group who killed men, women, and children at Mass for the very fact that they recited last week the very same words of the creed that you and I say every Sunday, never thinking that that belief could call on them to give the ultimate sacrifice. That was last Sunday, my friends, not 1252 like St. Peter Martyr. And there is actually a connection with South Carolina. The pastor of St. Joseph's in West Ashley, outside of Charleston, that was his home parish growing up. His family was going to go to Mass there that morning, and his mom got sick, and so the family stayed home to take care of their mother. They would all have become martyrs with the rest of their fellow parishioners. So when you're tempted to skip Mass because you'd rather sleep in, or because you're a germaphobe, or you become a liturgy snob, I can't possibly go to that horrible Mass, or because you think that soccer game is more important than the worship of God, I want you to stop and think about the newest martyrs of our church. They went to Mass on Pentecost last Sunday, fully aware that their neighbors hated them because they believed in the Trinity. The Trinity is not a riddle to be solved, but a mystery to be worshipped. Theologians will study and try to understand more fully the inner nature of God. Saints will worship and unite themselves to the love of our God. And martyrs will draw a line in the sand between belief and unbelief. Some of them will write the creed with their own blood in that very sand. What will you do?